I'm looking forward to um to L.A. Right? Oh, something gonna... I I was disappointed the last time we were in L.A. L.A.'s a... particularly Sunday we had virtually no traffic. Yeah, and L.A. Was... was rough, and and it's it's all already a tougher crowd. I think they get inundated with so much well, in L.A. Well, not just books, but other media. Right, and, all yeah. the time. I mean, you drive around L.A. and it's like. It's coming at you from every direction, the bus stop and the posters and the signs and the sides yeah. of buildings. And, I'll be interested to see how this, I'm hoping we'll have some of that same spirit of, we haven't done this for two years now. Right. And we're, we're ready really for it. We're really pent up and ready, for ready to go and let's yeah. just get in there and find out. I hope you know. so. I hope so. That'll be. And I'm, I've been messaging on Facebook my friend Marlowe, John Marlowe, who is LA based and does a lot of coaching like you do with your book coaching for screenplays. Oh, okay. And some pretty big movies that he's been involved in. I said, John, John, we're going to be in L.A. We're going to be in L.A. Come by the bookstore, you know. Come by the stall or at least talk to us, you know. show up. (laughs) Maybe you want to, you know, work on a screenplay here. You never know. You never know. Yeah, that would be exciting, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be great. I got another friend who uh, is also an author. She writes relationship fiction mm-hmm. not romance but modern you know times relationship fiction right? um she's a part of this she writes group I don't, oh yeah I she that. writes press yeah, yeah. i actually yeah. am a uh, on their list of uh, editors yeah so for, yeah i don't know if you know uh, uh lorraine devon wilkie mm, i don't she's know got, like three books out and i'm hoping i can get lorraine to at least come by she yeah, and I do not see eye to eye on almost anything. We knew each other in high school, and we've, you know, reconnected. But well, I'm glad you said that because it reminds me that there are. Um, I need to let my Goodreads readers know I'm coming because I have several who are LA based. Yeah, who I think will come out to see us. Yeah. So well, I gotta, yeah. I gotta talk that up a little bit. At least just gets a little traffic buyer. You know, even if you get, oh yeah, my friend, right. also as an author. Right. Totally different for me. You may not like his stuff, but right, right. go exactly. buy him. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's the thing, right? We like to do that. We do that a lot in the Brick Cave booth because all the books are good. Oh, yeah. We can do that. Or, you know, the times that we would send people down to, you know, the other indie author booths mm-hmm. and say, yep. hey, you know, you're interested in Westerns. Go over there. Yeah. Yeah. We you did know, that. We did that again this year at TFOB yeah. because, you know, we, we knew um, Jeff Marriott. He's got westerns out. People want westerns. Go over go to that see booth, him. right? Yeah, go see that him. Kind Talk of thing. to him. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's fun. It's good I, to do that. I just enjoy the heck out of that kind of interaction and and well, author kind of linkage and leveraging. And okay, you don't like my stuff? I know a guy who yeah. writes stuff you would like. Exactly. Go see him. And readers appreciate it because you're giving them guidance to to where to find where to what, find what they want what look they for. want yeah. rather than trying to push your own books on them yeah because if that it i always tell i always tell readers i i don't want to shove something into your hands that you're not going to enjoy i want you to love my book if you're not going <laughs> to love my book or enjoy my book why would i want you to you know feel forced to buy it yeah no and i well, think we did a good job with that i don't think anybody felt no we don't well, we had people who would buy this book that book oh yeah yeah but it was never, oh, it, you like that? You got to buy this one. No, it wasn't. Pr- it's not pressure, but we always offered 
we always get to well, offer a deal, of which is yeah, nice. So deal. multiple <laughs> book deal. There's, if you can't make up your mind, you can get a discount by buying two books, books right? And get them both. <laughs> it's, it's pretty easy. And if you're a book person, you're like, discount on books, right? Because that's how I am. Books. <laughs> discount on books. Well, okay. At LA, we will be in booth 170. That's booth 170. And it's actually in the same location that we've been okay. at. The number's just different this time. So we're still in the same kind of general. We're, we're, we're right in the same. My understanding is that we're in the same spot. That was it's a good just spot. just that they renumbered that was, it. That was a very nice yeah. spot. Actually. It yeah. wasn't a corner, but it was still yeah. Yeah. kind of well, in the thick of things. Their corners are, yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah challenge to get uh so yeah so there we are so books books and book festivals i cannot wait it, to do more it, this of has it. been so much fun for me and i, I was exhausted well, yeah but it's a good kind of exhausted yeah it was it was and, and i can tell you i had more fun that weekend down in tucson than i've had in a long time and i was coming off a couple of really tough weeks at work it's yeah. like oh this is so good this is so nice I hear you. I hear you. I yeah. We I think we all needed it. It was, it was good to to be able to do it. Yeah. So you want to talk a little bit about? Uh, let's do our reading update and okay. let's start with you. Okay. <laughs> I am deep into Jeff Shara's Rise to Rebellion. Now, I'm a huge fan of both Jeff and Michael Shara. I don't know if you know them. They I, do I historical fiction. Michael Shara wrote Killer Angels, which became the TV movie Gettysburg. His son Jeff has carried on the tradition, wrote Gods and Generals, which oh, you've talked has about been that. condemned by some people. He also wrote Final Measure. He wrote a whole series of the Civil War in the West. He's written a series of historical fiction about um, the Allied invasion of Normandy and the, you know, march through France. What Shara does, and what he does, I think, really well, is take historical people and fictionalizes, novelizes them, but is very true to the actual words that they used. That's what you're doing in, in your book. That's right? what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm trying to emulate him a great deal. And um, so Rise to Rebellion is 1770 to 1776. And it's from the viewpoint of John Adams, Ben Franklin, um, Thomas Gates, who was the British general um, at Boston. Um, and... As much as possible, he tries to use their actual writings, letters, words, but then he gets inside their head, too, and kind of extrapolates what their thoughts are based on what they've written and said. It's very effective. It's a little bit long-winded sometimes, and the language it can be a little bit dense because he's using the language of the times. But I... I I wasn't very happy with Last Full Measure, which was his um, final book in his Civil War series. It was, I think, a, more of a survey. But the first three books, Governing the War in the West, and is a deep dive into the mind of, you know, Pat Claiborne, Confederate general, and George Thomas, Union general, who are very, very capable people who are largely overlooked by history. have been 
personal favorites of mine for a long time because I know about this stuff, I think was amazing. His treatment of John Adams in this Rise to Rebellion is amazing. Does he, when he uses that language, is it just for dialogue or is it for all of the oh, it's pros? Oh, for, for all the pros. Oh, interesting. Not all of the pros. I mean, you know, there's obviously, the descriptive narrative is very modern. But if somebody is speaking, as much as possible, he's using the actual words that have been recorded. Right, right. And when they're in the character's head, there's a lot of that as well. Okay, so he really does a serious oh, deep, yeah. deep, deep, deep dive into research. This is all, I mean, yeah. deep research into the personal papers and letters of these people. I'm learning things about Thomas Gates, who was the British general in charge of the, the British Army in Boston up through Bunker Hill that I never knew. And this is all from Gates' own letters and recordings about his ambivalence about this whole thing and it's like i'm serving my king but what the hell are we doing here yeah yeah you know that's interesting and and then putting what he's done that i've 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 known but never really appreciated until now is putting the events in order and why did was this such an outrage for the colonists. Well, for instance, you know, we learn about the intolerable acts. Well, you know what that really was. That was the complete suspension of the whole justice system and court system in the colonies. You are now going to have your courts governed by the crown, right? not by your own appointed judges. I can see how a guy like John Adams, a lawyer, who, no, by the way... like that very much? By the way, and this is one of the reasons that John Adams is one of my personal heroes, John Adams defended the soldiers, British soldiers, involved in the Boston Massacre and got them off of murder charges. So Captain Prescott, who commanded the group of soldiers who fired into the crowd at the Boston Massacre, was charged with murder and they wanted to hang him. And Adams defended him and got him off. Interesting. Because for Adams, it was the rule of law. Right. And I don't care how much you hate the guy or hate the king, if you can't prove that he gave the order to fire, you can't charge him with murder. And then the whole background of that, like, see, we are civilized. Our courts can mete out justice. And, and I'm sure Shara is very much from the point of view of our founding fathers and the colonists, because he makes the British just like total idiots. It's like, well, there's a certain are amount totally of... Totally arrogant asses who don't understand the dynamic of what's going on over here. Now, it takes anywhere from six weeks to three months for a letter to cross the Atlantic. Right. So maybe you really don't know what's going on 3,000 miles away. In a three mile per Chances hour world. Chances are, yeah. Chances are. It, it's uh, a lot of people have criticized Shara, you know, both literary style and some of the liberties he takes with history. But I'm a huge fan. So you're? Are you reading this as another part of your research? No, or just no. For this pleasure? is just for pleasure. <laughs> okay. But I gotta say, his 
handling of all this stuff and the way that he does this has kind of inspired me. I've gotten back into writing my own stuff. And it's nice. now, okay, I can see what he's done with this. And Ooh. this is a way that I can get my characters, get inside their head. Mentor text. Yes, exactly. <laughs> have we talked about that? Oh, we have. <laughs> but this is, this is a good example yeah, of that. It this really is. This is where I have taken another author's work and said, oh, I can apply this in mm -hmm. my own craft. I'm not taking his words or anything yeah. like that. You're just this looking technique. at the technique. You're looking at how did he do it? What brush strokes what did, did he, he use? What yeah. did, did he do? How did he do that? How did he like, do that? I can take this character that I've yeah. already kind of set up and yeah. I can do all of this stuff with him now. Right, right. It's And so And now I've, you and I've now gone, you have a technique to use I, to I've do gotten, that close to 8,000 words down in the last Sweet. two weeks. Congrats. On this, oh, That's hey, progress. this is how it can go. Right. Oh, yes, now I can do this. Oh, this is so cool. Yeah, yeah that's it's good. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's really good. I'm glad That's why that. I spend so much time talking about this. I mean, again, you either like Cher or you hate him. A lot of people don't like his style. But for me, this has been very inspirational because I'm trying to write the same kind of book and now I can see, oh, I see how you did that. Uh -huh. I saw how you took that technique and I was, applied it. I was once reading a book, and I, I wish I could find it again because I was once reading a book, and I was reading along, and I found that I was in backstory. Like, I had, I was in flashback, not backstory, but flashback, and I didn't know how I got there. And I went back and reread it like three times to see how the author did it. And I really wish I had made a note of which book that was so that when I have someone struggling with that, I could show them how to float that in, yeah. how to float your reader right in there where they they don't even realize it's the transition so smooth. It was like butter. It was like, mm. That's don't, don't you just love it when you read somebody and you recognize that they've done this thing, Yeah. this, this turn of phrase or this change of scene Mm -hmm. And it's done so well. It's yeah. Like, How did you do that? You have to go back and pick it apart. And that, that then it becomes a mentor text. But you know what I also tell people? If you're reading a book and you hate the way they did something, mentor text. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right? Use that as a, don't do that, a cautionary tale for your own writing. Just whatever it is they did that you disliked, just don't do it. Right? So, yeah. I love using books to understand how things are done. Mm -hmm. yeah.